The Dad University podcast helps fathers learn what they're not taught in school. We offer dads advice on parenting, relationships, and family life. We may not have all the answers, but we're certainly going to have fun trying. And we are back. We are back. I'm Jason Kreidman. I'm Alan Bush. And this is the Dad University Podcast, episode 255. 255. Good evening. Good evening. Hello. Hello. Good night. Greetings. Um, feeling good? Yeah. Right on. Thanks. Thanks to our sponsor. You've got you. He's got his Pure Boost. <laughs> A little Pure Boost there. Uh, go slash dad university. Yeah. They've got a coupon code. You get like 50% off yeah. your first order. It's yeah. great. Love our sponsors. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, appreciate them. Um, tonight's episode 255 How to Deal with an Overbearing Mother in Law. So. Interesting. I have been asked this. Just, this has come up recently. I was on a live stream, been asked. I was. I got a Facebook message. Um, it's come up a couple of times, and and so I wanted to address it. See if I can help out in any way. Um, how to deal with an overbearing mother-in-law? Right. Um, you know, here, here's the thing: is I, I I'm lucky. I've got great relationships with my in-laws. Um, but needless to say, you know, it's not our family. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. you know, integrating with any other people where you're going to be close, there's always going to be issues that you might have to deal with. So, you know, and the same on our side, I mean, my wife has to come over. We have certain ways that we do things and, you know, familiarity. And so, you know, I, I'm, I'm taking this extreme because people have asked this about, you know, somebody who's overbearing. Yeah. Um, but these are going to be some tips to just deal with the family in general. Okay. And so I want to, I'm going to provide some specific tips on how to deal with, um, you know, deal with it in general, the other fan, you know, the other family or the other side of the family. But here's the thing. It doesn't matter whether it's a mother-in-law, father-in-law, your wife's sister, a brother, doesn't matter. This is going to apply to anybody on your wife's side of the family. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is my first thing I'm going to talk about. If there is a problem on her side of the family, don't get involved. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Don't get involved in it. This was actually advice that I received from my mother Many years ago, Mm -hmm. Um, she had dealt with some issues on my father's side in interacting with the in-laws and just made it clear that going over family lines was a Mm no-no. And so that was advice that she had said just and part of it was that if something was bad to happen, there is the possibility of no return. Right. Yeah. Okay. because it's not your blood. It's not your blood family. And so unconditional love is a little bit different when it's in laws. It's 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 not your own family. And so, you know, give an example. Let's say you have an argument with uh, your wife's sister. You may not be able to recover. Mm -hmm. Whereas if she has an argument with her sister, there's tons of history. They can recover. You know, there's that's it's a different dynamic. Right. And so. You need to stay out of crossing that family line. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so that's just a general rule that, you know, if there's some major issue, stay out. Right. Let your wife handle it. You need to discuss the issue with your wife and let her handle it. 
So she's the one that needs to talk to her family. So if it's specifically we're talking about a mother-in-law, she needs to talk to her mom, whatever the issue is. Now, if she's unable or unwilling to do that, well, then you have an issue between you and your wife. Right. And you've got to deal with that. Yeah. But it's the same thing. I mean, if something was happening with your wife and your parents, you have to be the one to handle that. Mm-hmm. That's for that's for you to solve, you to step in and you to handle it. Your wife shouldn't be getting in arguments with your parents. It goes both ways. This is a two-way street. You just don't cross that family line. Um, and I've had tons of people over the years when I've talked about this, have said, well, well what, what about this? And I've been in this situation where I have to do, like, I'm just giving you my advice. It is fairly black and white. <laughs> the fact is you don't cross the line. Right. And sometimes that can be very difficult to do, but in the end, it is the better thing. Mm-hmm. It just, it, it almost always works out to be better that way. So you've got to talk with your wife. Um, she's got to deal with that. It's going to be something that she has to deal with. So, <laughs> Now, with that out of the way, heavy sigh. Um, I want to talk specifically about dealing with an overbearing mother-in-law. Mm. So, when you have a child, sometimes you get a little bit more sensitive to people's suggestions or advice or their parenting style. Right. And so, you know, it was interesting. My mom used to say something. She'd say, "You know, what happens at grandma's house stays at grandma's <laughs> house." <laughs> sure. And there was a time she, get, and she, I mean, she was an amazing grandma and um, an amazing mom, but she had given the kids candy mm-hmm. when they were really young. You know, my son, or it was just my son, maybe at the time was really young, gave him a bunch of candy. And we were so strict about sugar and all this stuff when, especially when my child was really young. Yeah. And I was pretty upset about it. Like I found out, I said, so she gave him the stuff. Or it was like a bunch of chocolate or something. And, she then sat me down and like had this talk with me and just said, you know, if my grandkids remember me and remember my house mm-hmm. as being fun and Hey, that's where I got the candy. <laughs> and I remember right. grandma used to give this to me. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Like let that happen. Yeah. And after my mom passed away, I of course totally got it. Yeah. Cause I wanted them to have that kind of memory, you know, and granted they were really young when she passed away. So sure. they don't have a ton. They have some pictures. We have some pictures of it, right? but it is those kinds of memories mm. that your grand, your parents are going to do things that you might not agree with, mm. you know, or, you know, and especially let's say the mother-in-law, she may have a totally just different outlook on things because she is now a grandma. Yeah, she, she does. She's not the mom. And so I know with my mom, she felt that way. And that was very different than I mean, I, I didn't I wasn't brought up with a ton of sugar. Right. But now that she was a grandma, like yeah. all of a sudden she's given the young kid a bunch of sugar. <laughs> yeah, of course. You know? But it was like it was her way. I mean, she just wanted to make sure that they had so much fun and they enjoyed themselves. And yeah. it was like a, it was playtime. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I, I I was upset with it, but. I got over that. And, and especially, like I said, as she passed, I, I, I appreciated that a little bit more. And so when it's our in-laws or even sometimes our own parents, we do things differently than they do. And I want you to just keep those things in mind and the thing like that story that I'm talking about as I go into these. So 
these are a couple of things to keep in mind if you've got an overbearing mother, mother-in-law. First thing is, it's a package deal, mm-hmm. okay? So you probably knew what you signed up for when you said, I do. Um, it's, you know, parents, the siblings, the aunts, the uncles, I mean, all of it. They come with the package when you marry. I mean, that's part of the evaluation, if you will, of when you are courting your significant other. Yeah. Like the family is part of that. Mm-hmm. And and so if your wife is close with her family and spends time with them and you have to keep in mind that they're a package deal. And so the mom, her mom is part of the package. Mm-hmm. And so I just saying that to keep that in perspective, because when you have that perspective, you will have a little bit more respect for it and understanding like this is her family. This is part of her. And so if you are deciding to marry, that is part of it. You've got, you're marrying into the family as well. Right. You know, it, you knew that. And granted, it can be a little bit different when you have a child, um, but it's usually you, it, you're not surprised that the a mother-in-law is overbearing. You know, it's not right. all of a sudden it comes out of nowhere. Yeah, right. It's like you understood and that was part of the deal. Second thing, be nice. So yes, I am saying to smile, be nice. Um, you don't have to get along perfectly. You don't have to fake it. You don't have to like fake the relationship per se, if it's not there. Right. But I am saying to smile, be nice. And and you know what? You should be nice and respectful. Sure. I mean, they're a parent, you know, it's her parent. Yeah. And sometimes you do have to just bite your tongue and smile. Mm -hmm. That's what happens. So keep that in mind is that you are just being who you are. You're being yourself and that's you being nice. Right. Number three, set boundaries. Well, your wife needs to set the boundaries. Mm -hmm. Um, As I talked about in the beginning, discuss the boundaries that you want with your wife. And when you both agree, she needs to communicate that to her mom. Right. You know, does she need to call before she comes over? Does the baby need to go to sleep at a certain time? Do you have these rules about you know, wishes and instructions? Now, keep in mind that those rules might not be followed, okay? But you certainly can try and communicate those and set those boundaries. Right. And then you know that if, I mean, your wife, if, if those boundaries are broken, you at least have something to say. Mm. Um but you have to keep in mind, too, is that the mother-in-law kind of has to agree to those boundaries. Right, I mean, right. you can have all the boundaries you want, but if the other side doesn't care, right. boundaries don't mean anything. Yeah, You know, it's different when you're coming together and you're communicating. You're saying, okay, hey, listen, here's what we would like. Are you okay with that? You know? And then you have to make that decision. Like, if you don't like the fact that when your child goes over to your in-law's that they stay up really late. Mm. Well then don't let them go over there the day before something that's really important (laughs) or choose not to let them go over there. You know, like you have to make that decision or either be okay with it. And you can't, you know, you can't have both. Right. Like you can't say, you know what? I really want my in-laws to take to watch the kids, but there's a ton of rules. Right. You know, and I learned that one too. Like when with with my mom, even I said, I didn't want them eating the candy, but you know what? Part of the rule was she gets to do that. Yeah, exactly. I didn't really have much say. And she kind of saying, listen, I'm watching your child. 
leave me alone. Yeah, you know, exactly. like, I raised you. So I, yeah. And so yeah, I, yeah. I kind of understood that. And so those boundaries are going to be set. Yeah. Number four, don't take it personally. Here's the thing. I, and I, I came, uh, somebody had asked me advice the other day and she may be an unhappy woman. She might be just really opinionated. Um, you can't let it affect you. You know, she could be critical of your parenting or how you do things. Just that's great. Like, let her have an opinion, but you don't have to take that personally. You just let her have that opinion and you'll understand that mm-hmm. that's her opinion. Mm-hmm. Just because somebody has an opinion doesn't mean you have to take it. Right. And you don't have to take it personally. It's not a personal dig on you all the time. It could be is like how she sees things. And that doesn't necessarily mean that it's true. Um, number five, take it into consideration. So we mentioned this on the last podcast. Um, when somebody says something that, you know, maybe provides advice and you're not asking for it, a good phrase to use is like, like you, I think you mentioned that, like, thanks for the feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, we will take that into consideration. Right. So if your mother-in-law is saying, well, you know what? When you have the baby, you really should swaddle them like this and do that. You know, well, you know what? Thank you for that. Uh, we'll take that into consideration. Now, that is a respectful way of saying, I hear you. Right. And that's often what somebody wants to know. Like somebody wants to feel that, especially like a, a, a parent, a mother-in-law, yeah. grandparent. You just want to know. Yeah, you're validated. Like I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm going to do it, <laughs> right. but you're not saying that. Sure. You're saying, I hear you. I will take that into consideration. And you might or you might not. Um, it doesn't mean that you have to do it. So, like I said, even if you have no intention of taking her advice, just that you are considering it might be enough. Mm-hmm. And that can be something that can quelch that fire that might be happening. Number six, get to know her. And I mean, really get to know her. Um, I was having a conversation with someone the other day who a, a dad, and he has some friction with his mother-in-law and he spent a couple of hours alone with her. They went out. I think they went out to lunch. They were talking and he came back. He's, he was telling me the story. He's like, we got it. We have an understanding. Mm-hmm. Like, Totally flipped the relationship. Yeah. It had been like kind of sour for years. Like yeah. he took the time to really get to know her, mm-hmm. asked her questions about her past, like what she grew up, like expressed an interest in her. Yeah. And then also, you know, talked through some things that, you know, they had had. The relationship is absolutely 180 degrees different. Mm just as a result of spending that time together. And it was, it was really cool to hear that, Um, you know, ask questions about who she is, where she came from, and you might get some insight as to why she might be the way she is. Yeah. You know, you think she's overbearing, but did she have a rough childhood? You know, maybe she came from a a privileged childhood. So she was used to having really nice things Mm -hmm. or maybe she didn't have anything. You know, she came from nothing and then built herself like you just don't know the perspective. So you might start to develop a little bit of empathy, which, you know, goes along with that is like you might go, oh, you know what? Now it kind of makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like I get it. Like I understand her a little bit better. Number seven, take responsibility for your own actions. This is a tough one because mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't like to do this. We don't like to take responsibility <laughs> for our own actions. Yeah. 
could you have played a part in how the relationship has been a little frustrating and tense? So have you been truly nice? Have you been giving her a chance? Have you been making the effort that you should be making? Uh, And you have to take that responsibility. So think back to how you have been dealing with her. Could you may have changed some things? Could you have done some things differently? Just take responsibility for your own actions. Sure. You know, we all have a part in a relationship. There's two sides, sometimes three, you know, <laughs> right, yeah. where there's the truth, not truth and yeah. something in the middle. Yeah. Um, and so you just have to realize that. Number eight. Stop having expectations. Now, this is this is probably the most important thing. When we have kids, um, we often have expectations on our own parents. Mm-hmm. And that is that we expect that they're going to watch the kids or, you know, take care of, be involved, you know, whatever. Or they're going to do things for us. You know, oh, well, they're going to get us certain things or whatever it might be that you have expectations. You can't have expectations of your parents. You just can't. Yeah. And it's not fair to them. It's not fair to have expectations of anybody really, but you know, it's, sometimes we living in the real world. Yeah. Um, but having expectations almost always leaves you disappointed. Yeah. You know, when you have the expectation that someone is going to do something or act a certain way or be a certain way, it's the same thing. We have this problem with our kids. We have these expectations that we lay on them and we do this with our parents, our in-laws that we think that they should be a certain way and they're not. And then we're disappointed. Right. So you've got, you just got to stop that. You got to stop having those expectations that, well, I can't believe my mother-in-law didn't watch the kid or she, she was supposed to like, stop. You can't do that. Yeah. And when you stop that is that you'll probably start having a better relationship. Um, and then the last one, and this is just so important. And my mother taught me this about relationships. And um, number nine is look at their intention. Yeah. So instead of looking what what was said, what was done, how it went, whatever, Look at the situation based on her intention. Quite often, the intention of a mother-in-law is good. Sure. They love their child. Yeah. They love their daughter. They love the grandchild. Yeah. So the intention typically is good. They just may not know how to go about doing whatever it is that they're doing. Right. Or they say the wrong thing. Or, and they just don't. They just really don't know the proper way to do something. Right. And so that can come across in a wrong way or a bad way or a slighted way or whatever. But keep in mind the intention. And that's really how you evaluate a situation. Yeah. And I was taught that pretty early on that, you know, what was their intention? Yeah. You know, and I try to do that with my kids. I try to do it with my wife. It's like, if I get upset or they're getting upset, it's like, what's, what was their intention in this? Yeah. And of course there are times where the intention isn't good. Yeah. You know, they were trying to hurt you. Yeah. If you're being, that's one thing I don't like is maliciousness. Yeah, of but course. if they're not being malicious, then I would look at their intentions and say, okay, what do you, what are you, what can I extract from what you're telling me right, right. now? Because, well, I was trying to spend time with the baby yeah. or well, I was trying to help you. Yeah. The, you know, whatever. I want you to understand how, so you don't make the same mistakes I did and, Maybe the execution wasn't always as good as it could be, but it's like, okay, I get what you're trying to say here. Yeah. Yeah. So these are tips just, you know, dealing with an over overbearing mother-in-law. And as I said, I mean, 
most of the time, or I didn't say most, but often there, the intention is good. And, and, and often it's not worth the argument either. You know, having grandparents involved in the child's life can be amazing. And just because they don't do things the way that you do them or you feel like they're overbearing, you know, you're often going to be holding on to this resentment, anger, whatever the feelings are. And it's just it's a waste of your own energy. Right. You know, holding on to those emotions is just a waste. Yeah. It's a waste for yourself. So. Alan, if anybody has any questions, feedback, praise, they want to send us money, what should they do? <laughs> they should send the money uh, to podcast. Alan. Yeah, Alan at Dad University. Uh, podcast at Dad University to email us to get in touch with us via email. If you want to do it through social media, you can go to any of the university, Dad Univ um, social handles. It's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, please go to YouTube, actually. Subscribe to that network and check out all the great Dad University videos on there. And if nothing else, go to the podcatcher that you're listening to us on right now and see Sign up, subscribe, and leave a thumbs up and or a, a comment and a five-star review, and then share it with your friends as all of that stuff really helps perpetuate the show. Awesome. Well, Alan, as always, thank you. Thank you. And we will see you next time. See you next time.